Welcome back to the Money Clip Podcast. This is episode 43. Your hosts, Raymond Brown and David Evans. So today we have a special guest, the CEO of Flexible, Priya Amen. How's it going? Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm glad you were able to get some time. I know being a CEO is very, very busy, and I'm excited that you're able to uh, join me on today's podcast. Um, So I do have some questions. Uh, I know that you're currently raising on republic.co. I am one of your investors. Congratulations on that. So I would like to say, you know, what really inspires you to become a business owner and to start Flexible? Um, So first of all, Raymond, thank you for being an investor. I really appreciate it. Um, And it's funny because the craziest thing in my life is not being a CEO. It's being a mom of two kids. Um, I have a 10 and a six-year-old and they are essentially the reason why I started my company. Um, I have always been trying to figure out how to balance life and work together or fit life and work together, I should say. Um, since I had my first child 10 years ago, it's just felt completely uh, not balanced. Um, and there's been opportunities within my personal and professional life Um, for um, childcare to be uh, fixed, if you will. Um, I've had a lot of opportunities uh, kind of fall through the cracks because I wasn't able to be there, whether it was for an event or for a conference or even just at work when daycare was closed or um, when a nanny called off. And so that sort of set me off on trying to figure out how to find backup on-demand childcare solutions, which is essentially what Flexible does. So Flexible is my company. We started in 2016 and I founded it just from, again, purely selfish place where I wanted to try and fix um, the problem around uh, backup childcare. And so that's essentially what inspires me to do what I do. Excellent. Uh, you know, I, I can understand, I can't say I understand, but I can see, <laughs> I can see the problem that you're trying to solve. And I really do. I really think that your business has a great space um, or opportunity in the marketplace to, you know, really take advantage of what's going on here, especially during the pandemic. Um, I know that some schools aren't really opening, you know, kids are going back to school, some of them are catching COVID and they're trying to come back home. And they're really trying to find a solution to, you know, their children getting the extra education they might need. And uh, the parents, you know, not being um, distracted too much, but stay with their kids. So having a solution like Flexible, I think is very, very useful. And I'm glad that, you know, you found something that you're really passionate about and it really resonated with you um, because you understand their problem firsthand. So I'm glad you got together with your uh, your co-founder and your other business partners and created such a usable platform. Thank you. Um, Yeah, of course. You know, so there's a lot of businesses out there. and I've been on a couple other podcasts with other founders and CEOs. And one of the things I like to ask them, you know, what's the hardest thing about trying to solve the problem that you're solving? You know, you're creating a platform that, you know, kind of gives like an on-demand type of childcare service, you know, for the working family. So could you go into that a little bit? Um, Flexible has been around for about four years. And I would say the hardest part about launching a startup, um, especially in the childcare space is, you know, a few things. Of course, there's the regulation piece, um, there's liability and, and policy piece too, but but more importantly, it's, um, you know, really making sure that you're providing a quality product, um, especially um, right when it's needed that, you know, 
is working with children. And there's a whole other host of things to think about and implications when you're working with people's children. Um, we wanted to try to create something, you know, kind of like, quote unquote, the Uber of childcare, if you will, where, you know, a, a vetted background checked individual is available exactly when and where you need them. But that comes with a lot of um, hurdles, especially when, again, we're dealing with children. The other piece, too, is now with COVID, goodness, um, there's the safety concern, right? So a lot of people aren't as interested in potentially having somebody in their home, um, even if, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, not a whole lot of choice outside of the home. But on top of it, so much is changing constantly, right? So CDC guidelines are changing. Um, to your point, Raymond, you know, school districts are changing their guidelines. Um, work, you know, the, the the corporate American landscape has been changing. There's been this essential workforce transformation happening over the last few months where a lot of folks are working remotely. And so their hours are changing or the days and times that they work are changing. And so that's one of the hardest parts about the problem we're trying to solve. But it's also, you know, one of the coolest because it's challenging, but it's a challenge that we at Flexible are trying to to embrace because that flexibility, that nimbleness is always going to be a part of life. And that's why the mission that we're on and the, the mission we've been on for years now is to create innovative solutions to help life and work fit together because life is always going to happen. Work is sort of ingrained in all of the other pieces, but embracing that nimbleness is what I think is going to help us succeed and stand out because it's just going to keep evolving and changing in front of our eyes. And it's, it's crazy as a parent of two mm -hmm. young kids. I mean, it's kind of nutty to be solving the problem that we're living. Like it's, it's like extra stressful, but it also allows for deeper insight and understanding into the problem and then ways to, to try and fix it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think what you're what you're doing here, you're gonna have so many opportunities to kind of you know reevaluate the marketplace and reevaluate what the local and city governments and federal governments are doing. And that way, you know, you're gonna be you're right in the mix of what's transitioning. I think you have, uh, I don't want to say first move for advantage, but you definitely have advantage as the other businesses that are trying to probably either you know move out of the space or get into the space because you are witnessing it firsthand right in front of your um our eyes. That's right. That's massive. That's right. Um, so as we, you know, transition to the, the COVID-19 aspect of, you know, how it could, you know, positively impact or negatively impact your business, how has uh, it really impacted your business as a whole? I'm like laughing on the inside because it has completely impacted our business. Um, <laughs> so again, Flexible launched in 2016 and up until COVID, what we were doing was we were delivering on our mission of, of bringing you know, sort of pop-up childcare solutions to the workplace by bringing physical childcare to the office and to conferences and to events. And it was wonderful because we literally popped up in an empty conference room or in an empty office. And we were able to deliver on a value proposition in a really unique way. That being said, once COVID hit, um, I had to let go of all of my caregiving staff and it was devastating. And on top of it, my co-founder left right around COVID as well. 
so I essentially had to completely restart my business from scratch. Um, we had $9,000 in the bank <laughs> um, wow. and we were down to um, three core team members, uh, myself included. And so I applied for the PPP loan. I applied for the EIDL loan. I did a bunch of um, uh, fundraising and we have essentially completely pivoted our business away from pop-up physical childcare to virtual childcare. So now what we do is we're still delivering on the same value proposition, which is how can we be available and there for mom and dad when and where they're we're needed so that they can get work done or they can be at an event or they can take a break. Um, and we're essentially um, keeping their kids engaged and enriched on a tablet or a device in a separate room so that they can um, be engaged and occupied and mom and dad can get work done. And it's interesting because, you know, COVID has, has impacted so many businesses and it certainly impacted ours, but I feel like we're starting to get to a light at the end of the tunnel where the dust is settling. People are starting to sort of understand that this routine that we're in or sort of lack thereof is kind of the new normal, but things like virtual childcare are the types of resources that um, we all uh, are starting to go towards because they're allowing us to continue to have some semblance of just normalcy and to get things off of our um, shoulders and to take some of that responsibility off of us because there's so much that's on working parents' shoulders right now. And if COVID hadn't happened, I don't know if we would have had the impact that we're having now. And more importantly, Raymond, I think the thing that I, I'm really amazed by is the fact that childcare is finally a part of the national conversation from an economic perspective. So yeah. not since World War II has childcare been seen as a foundational piece of the American economy. And for the longest time, it's just been seen as an individual issue or just a family issue. And so it's been basically a nice to have from a corporate perspective, from a benefit standpoint. Mm. And now again, because of COVID, it has shifted and it now is a must have from an economic standpoint because organizations now see the value of supporting their working parents because it costs on average 25% of a full-time worker's salary to replace that person. And so if you can spend a, a fraction of that on such something like virtual childcare, to be able to retain that employee and keep them happy and productive, then it's absolutely worth it. And there's a large ROI for that employer. Wow. I'm, I think I'm sold again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, thank you. Uh, thank you for really going through the detail about that. You know, I'm all about ROI. Um, and I think, uh, especially during this time, a lot of people have, you know, have lost their jobs or are really trying to make ends meet and need solutions uh, that can kind of allow them the, the flexibility, but flexible, um, an opportunity to save a little bit by using your platform. So that's that's definitely a, you're feeling the need for that also. Yeah. Um, so that that brings you to my, my next point. So when, when I'm thinking about uh, retention and um, customer growth, how has that been, and how have you maintained that uh, during this time? Yeah. So it's really been interesting because it's been a journey for us, and it's been a journey for our customers, right? So we've been in the B two B space from the beginning. We have been working with about 150 different employers um, around the country, which was great. This was prior to COVID. 
But as you can imagine, so many of those employers uh, were reeling after COVID in terms of, oh my gosh, how do we support our employees now that they're remote or they're working from home or people are taking you know, time off or whatever it may be. And so a lot of it was nurturing some of those relationships that we had with organizations, but a lot of it was also kind of turning around and looking at a completely different set of um, employers that we could work with. Um, what we realized is by entering into the digital space, we had the opportunity to cater to an entirely new market that we weren't able to before. So with on-site childcare, we really mainly served the Pittsburgh market. So Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is where our company is um, headquartered and most of our customers were in Western Pennsylvania. Now with um, virtual childcare, we have uh, clients all across the country now in all different time zones and um, all different sizes as well because we're able to scale a whole lot quicker. And so what that's opened up for us is the opportunity to really scale and to grow quickly. Um, so we've got customers that are, you know, small law firms all the way up to, you know, Fortune 500 companies with tens of thousands of customers. And so, again, being in the digital space, it's really allowed us to create um, a healthy forecast and a healthy um, run rate for our company. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so <clears throat> as far as having a, you know, healthy uh, retention and growth, you know, how does that relate to, you know, you thinking about what's your unfair advantage to the marketplace? You know, we have great numbers and retention with uh, potential customers, uh, but what makes you feel that, you know, you have the unfair advantage in the marketplace? So the interesting thing, you kind of said it before, and I feel like this is definitely one of the advantages that we have. We've been in the childcare space for four years. And so we intimately understand not only the, the, the buyer's persona on both the parent side, as well as the, the customer or organization side, but we understand the regulation. We have liability insurance. We understand how to create a strong supply on, on the other side of the market from the demand side. Um, and so that being said, you know, after COVID, of course, to your point, Raymond, there's a ton of different entrants in the virtual care space. And a lot of these folks are people that are brand new to not only the you know virtual care, but child care too. On top of that, again, I think our biggest advantage, and this is something that you know can be seen as an advantage or not necessarily an advantage. My team is made up of primarily parents. And we are all working and we're trying to figure this out all while we're homeschooling and we're, you know, living it. And so we intimately understand what it feels like when you don't have childcare. And we also really understand the immediacy and the need and um, all those different need states. And so what that allows us to do is to really um, get deep into the insights, but it also allows us to parse through what's really important and what's sort of noise, if you will, right? The, more, mm -hmm. the most important thing, though, of course, is it allows us to, to step back and think about what the entire marketplace looks like, because there's so many unique voices, even within our company, where we can say, you know, some of us have older kids, some of us have younger kids, some of us have spouses that travel, some of us are single parents. So we're hearing all the different sides of parenting and um, COVID. And we're able to take those internal insights, we're able to couple those with external insights. And I think that's what really makes our offering stronger. That's what makes our messaging stronger. 
um, because we're authentic and we're coming at it from a, a really authentic place. And again, we've got a really strong team. We've got, you know, Harvard MBAs and we've got folks that are, you know, working really, really hard and have industry experience. We've got, you know, former teachers and we've got HR professionals that are um, industry executives. And, and these are people that are really taking us to levels that we otherwise would not be able to get to. Yeah, you know, and part of my research, you know, as an angel investor or just an investor in general, I try to figure out, does the business um, really understand who their customer is? And the fact that you are basically your own customer, you really understand the need for Flexible and what it really offers to the community, um, you know, not in your local community, but even throughout the United States or in other countries. And I think this is a project or a business that can, you know, not only expand uh, without or past Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, but, you know, throughout the world. Um, if it's adopted and it grows to scale as the way I think it can. Yeah. Um, that's my personal, personal, uh, unbiased investor in pain. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, Wait, what's your what's your vision? You know, what's your vision for flexibility, not only in the short term, but let's say in the next three years? I know that with businesses, you know, everything's always changing so quickly. But if you can think of like what the vision will be for flexible, what does it look like for you? Uh, I mean, the vision for flexible has always been to be available at a moment's notice. Right. And so from a pure um, you know, customer experience standpoint, if we're able to deliver on that, that's incredible. I think that's the um, problem that we initially set out to solve as well as the second you find out, oh my gosh, my nanny called off or, oh my gosh, there's a water main break at school or, oh my gosh, there's a global pandemic and schools are closed indefinitely. Being able to find exactly what you need when you need it is the vision for the brand. From a business standpoint, you know, we want you know, penetration in, uh, you know, just the, the, the global uh, business marketplace, if you will. And that's the interesting thing is we are really industry agnostic. You know, like I mentioned, we've got law firms and manufacturing firms and, you know, professional services companies all the way up to, again, large Fortune 500 companies that, that use our product. And it's, it's amazing. But having that level of penetration and, and the amount of saturation that we, that we want to see is, is really a big part of the vision, too. Um, the other thing, too, which is really interesting, kind of going back to, you know, COVID as being a, a, a pivotal piece of, of the, the growth of our company, there's also been sort of this, this growth and almost, I guess, uh, rebirth, if you will, in the family tech space or the fam tech space. And there's lots of really interesting startups and fantastic companies that are a part of the fam tech space. So what we see is the vision for not only flexible, but the fam tech space in general is to create and, and, you know, again, have strong penetration in the market of these solutions that really help support working families. I mean, I think that, again, there's this renaissance around how do you support the, the American working parent? And we haven't had that dialogue in, um, you know, just everyday economic conversation for, you know, decades now. And so that's a big part of the vision, too, that goes beyond just flexible. And of course, you know, that lends itself to things like acquisition or, you know, having an exit. But at the end of the day, if there are opportunities to continue to support American working families, whether it be through the private sector with startups like Flexible, but also having an impact from a public sector perspective through policy and legislation, there's an opportunity to create 
meaningful, lasting change that creates foundational support for working families. And I think this is something that Americans have been asking for for years. And I think we're finally in a place where we're having those conversations and setting things up. And I'm really hoping that in the next three to five years, we'll see these foundational shifts in how the American workforce supports its working parents. And I'm excited to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, and... <clears throat> You know, I really do uh, appreciate you, you know, coming to the to podcast and I really appreciate you, you know, now being very professional and understanding exactly what it is you want to do with your business. You know, um, you know, me having, you know, military experience, you know, we kind of always outline, you know, to the very smallest detail, whether it's the weather, whether it's you know, the primary plan or the contingency plan, whatever that might look like. But to me, it seems like you really have a great understanding as to where you see flexible going. And that is massive. Uh, especially for a startup. And I know you have uh, a great, uh, great work history and experience. Uh, you know, you're also a mother, you have a family and so are your co-founders and they have great uh, experience, work experience. Some being, you said, uh, MBA from Harvard. Uh, you also been doing uh, flexible since 2016. So you have the experience and you also have the uh, experience with transitioning or pivoting, you know, to suiting, making sure your business is well suited for the new market and what it has to offer to you. And uh, I think no matter, you know, whether we go back to school or we go back to work in the next coming months, I think Flexible is in a position to be able to pivot again if it needs to. Um, for all the listeners, I would like you to, you know, go to republic.co's website and look for Flexible. Uh, it's kind of like a, a yellow logo. Um, make sure you follow uh, Flexible on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and I'll be sure to um, share um, our podcast on all my social channels. And I'll also be able to uh, retweet Flexible because I do follow them on Twitter. And I'll go ahead and put their link in there. So all you got to do is click on the link, go to republic.co, and you can go ahead and invest just like me. Um, and thank you very much, uh, Priya, for you know taking the time out of your busy schedule to have this great podcast. And I wish you Thank you, Raymond. Success. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. All right. Bye-bye.